You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. And what on earth have I been doing today? I'm spending the whole day doing my program. Not a program that is like this, but we're going to have a, a movie. And we just finished working with it today, and I thought, well, maybe I have enough time. I can do my program tonight. And if you'd like to call me, I, I had a very, before I go on, I had a very delightful uh, relationship with you last evening from 6 to 7. I had two people that wanted to understand themselves. And understand themselves they did. And it was wonderful. I am looking for people who want to understand what's wrong with them. And when I came in from Tall Timber Ranch, where we're doing much of the videos and everything that's going to be in the movie, I came back and I decided I wanted to do a program with callers as much as possible. But when I came in on my screen, there is a, a story about hypnosis, and I, I've lost it, so I can't read it, but it's very, very old, about 40 years, and it says, people have a strange hypnotic state that they don't know they had. I wish I had it, but I will find a way to who, find the person who sent that to me, and I'll read it to you because it was fascinating. It was all the things I've ever said. I, I want you to, I want everybody to know that nearly every person that comes into the world exists in a strange hypnotic state that causes them to do all kinds of terrible things and up to murder and suicide. And if you will, if you will understand that I'm ready to help you to overcome the problem, because every problem that you can think of on earth with human beings there's about 90% of you, in my opinion, I can't count, of course, but 90% of you are not who you are. You're not yourself lately. Have you ever heard the experience, I'm not myself lately? I never forgot that. There's more to it than the meets the eye. Do you have anxiety? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, oh, look at that. Somebody was listening to me. I have to get close. It says here, make it bigger. Thank you so I can read it. Mill this is, a, this is a, from what? By Joe Posmeti. I can't read it. Weekly World News. More than a, 10 million Americans. Uh, this is a long time ago. 
are so easily hypnotized they find themselves actually walking around in a kind of trance, which can cause various problems to respect to respectable it's I'm trying to read it, you'll forgive me. For psychiatrists to fix. The experts say these are people who get hungry at the mere sight of someone eating, feeling itchy when somebody itches, reaches for a cigarette when someone nearby lights up, and uh, it goes on and on and on and on and on. on. But let me read a little bit more. I see something more interesting. At least 5% of the U.S. population is extremely hypnotizable, said Emery, and I can't read it, Brett, no, who bases his estimate on research and career in psychiatry. Well, I tell you, I'm not a psychiatrist, and most of them don't know what they're doing for. We'll have one person say 5% is a miracle. This sizable segment is so easily hypnotized that they are in constant state of exaggerated um, suggibility, I can't find the words, even when awake and going about their normal routine, they can be easily persuaded to do things, and afterwards they have no idea that they did them or why they did them. And it goes on and on and on. I say 90%. You listen, you over the face... Listen to me. When you come into the world, the world come into you. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now, from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Yes, I came in after doing uh, a, my film. I worked Sunday and today to get the film done, and we finished. And all they have to do is put it together and you will see it. And when I came home, I just mentioned a few minutes ago, just in case you didn't hear me, I saw on the screen this. Millions of Americans live in a strange hypnotic state, warn top psychiatrists, but they only figure it as 5%. That's because... That's the most amazing thing for a psychiatrist to say, but this is obviously, it's in a, in a paper, and his name is Joe Possumetti, I can't read, Weekly World uh, News. And he says nearly 10 million Americans are so easily hypnotized, they're actually walking around in a kind of trance, which can cause many problems 
too difficult for scientists to understand, psychologists, psychiatrists to, to happen, to help. But it's, that is about 30 years ago. I say it's 90%, 95%. Because look at the problems. Look at the insanity. Look at the insanity on the left. How many people are on the left? How many people how many people allow themselves to be degraded and on welfare? That's degradation. More than half more than half the country doesn't have to work. Why is that? Because they have lost who they are. And I want to talk to you about this thing because I've seen it coming. When I first came to Los Angeles, I came straight from the Institute of Hypnosis that I work for. I'm not sure when I look back whether it was three years or five years. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I had a flourishing business. I went through all kinds of trials and tribulations for my my understanding this and expre expressing it. I even had to go to jail for a while for practicing medicine for li a license, which is absolutely bogus. But I'm doing on the radio what I did there, what I went to jail for for a month. And I'm I mesmerized everybody, nearly everybody that was there, about 70%, and then unhypnotized them and gave them back their lives. You see, I have to opt in. Here's the word, opt in. It means I opt in, take the place of the person that did it to you. But, but the point is, the reason why they're in jail is because they're rebelling against something. Or they're in, and, and they're giving themselves to something that's not good. And so, I want you to... Uh, uh, let me see. We've got lots of calls tonight. So let me have finish what I've just said now. Because I, I want the people to call. I want you to call. Here's the number. Last night's program was absolutely wonderful. Because people want to know why is it they do strange things? Why is it they can't make a good decision? Why, can't, why are they getting sick and, and suffering? Why do they have anxiety? Why are they drinking, smoking, drugging? That was when I came... In 1960, I began to see that some America was collapsing. America's still a good place. But when you have more than half mesmerized and in that mesmerization doing what the mesmerate the people who, the kind of people, remember we're going over many, many years since 1960, but more and more, um, more and more, as teachers, 
I was going to say teaches, but it is teaches. The 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 universities have been corrupted, and if I was if I was going to conquer a country, I would take over. I know how to take over a university. I know how it's done, and. You, I won't tell you how it's done, but I know how it's done. And when you get a when you get a few people into the into psychiatry area, then what you're getting for your money is paying for the brainwashing of your child. And it's been going on for years and years and years and years. And the media, I try to say it over and again, and they shut me down. But it never stopped me. Here I am again. I'm nearly 90 years old. But if you listen to my program, I still have enough life in me to help you to see that that when you come into the world, I keep saying the same thing over again, when you come into the world, that's the world. Everybody in every race and color and creed, they are subject to the worst kind of people. And America, every now and then, got to something worse, and then something good, like Reagan, and then something worse, and the last really worse thing for eight years is Obama. He is one of those people who wants you to become subject to him. That's why he. That's why the the, the country suffered loss of work and people are thrown out of work and when you're thrown out of work you have no no other choice but to become one of them and if he had his way there'd only be a few people working to support all those people that don't work and guess what you will lose your country because Obama would love everyone, loves everybody who needs him. And he creates the principle of destroying people's ability to function for themselves. Do you understand that? I'll take my call now. There's the number to call is 800 866 We have our first call. Um, Alfred in Grants Pass. Hello, Alfred. What hey, can I hello, talk? Roy. How are you? I'm, that sounds wonderful. You seem like you a lot better about something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing now. Well, well, uh, I don't know if the screen caller told you, but uh, I have been uh, doing the exercise for many years now. And I've, I've, um, I've had to, uh, things that left me, you know, like uh, drinking, drugs, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot more control over my emotions than I do now, than I did then. But uh, this is, let me tell you what happened. The, the, like last this last month, uh, a little bit more than that, I would wake up in the night, you know, all, uh, you know, just past midnight, and I would wake up very, like very scared, and like I, I was dying or something. It happened four times, and then I, as a result. I got I started praying and, and meditating, and then it went away. But 
I, I don't understand why. I do pretty good. I don't. I, I may be failing in some area, but I was wondering if you'd give me a hint as to uh, or a question, uh, an answer about what, because it's kind of scary. Well, um, did you come to my seminar on Sunday or not? No, I didn't. No. I, w- I wish you had. Yeah. We had quite okay. a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so much better if if I could see you in person. Yeah, well, you know it, what? I, I'll I'll go next Sunday and uh, this coming. I, Sunday. I will be there. I will right, be there. Good. But good. may I suggest? Yeah. Uh, do you know what the med- this this seven minute meditation is all about? Yes, I do that, Roy. I, I use okay. it. Okay, uh, but it has been working, right? Yes, it has. It's been giving me a lot more insight. Well, so you have more aware. And you're yeah. more conscious than you've ever been, right? Correct? That's correct, yes. And you've been w- waking up from a sleep. And right. as, you wake up, as you wake up from this sleep that you were in, it's called a hypnotic sleep. It comes from one of your parents, mostly your mother with your failing father. Am I correct? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. exactly right. So what you've yeah. got is the identity of your parent inside. Mostly your mother. Yeah, that's true. And so it's always true. That's why I can say it every time to everybody. Yeah. But, but you are to some degree above what you were before. I'm correct, aren't I? Things okay. are getting better. Drugs are disappearing. But there's something deep inside you that is more than your parents. It came through your parents, but it's a dark side. And this dark side now becomes frightened. In other words, what you are experiencing is the fact that you're beginning to wake up. And as you begin to wake up, it scares this dark side of you. But you think it's you that's being scared. But it's it that is being scared. Uh, but if you, if it can possibly do it, it tries to make you think that you are scared and you wouldn't know what to do with it. I'm telling you that it is scared. And I want you to be aware that as you become more aware, the light comes in and frightens the entity inside you. That is what's happening. It isn't you being frightened. It's it. Keep it going. Just You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1 800 866 8883. All right. Uh, Alfred, did you, did you get what I said just now? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I In other words, when that happens again, mm-hmm. you step back and you say, I know who you are. It's not me that's being scared. It's you that's being scared because I'm waking up and I can see you. I can sense. Can you do that? I will do that. I I just said it because I have the power and the force that will enable you to do it. You trust me because I'm coming from a decent place. Yes, and it's, it's just becoming afraid of me and you waking up. All okay? right. Okay. 
All right. Thank you so much, Roy. I appreciate you. I, I, I'm I glad to be of service. Yeah. Um, 800-866-8883. I w- will continue until I hear from another caller. 800-866-8883. The more callers, the better. We only have one hour. And the other three hour, two hours are best of from the past. I'm getting old now. I'm not young. And so if I had lots of calls, I would stay here for three hours. I would love it. All I have to do is enjoy my conversation with you and hoping you enjoy what I'm saying to you. But you tend to be a little scared with something inside you that could make you scared of me. And you may, not be, you may not want to admit you did this and that. Let me tell you something. Everybody listening to me has the same problem. You get angry and you feel guilty. When you feel guilty towards the person you're angry, of course, anger is a guilt, really. But the way you the way you try to fix it is to say sorry when you're not the the culprit. You see, it's strange. The person that upset you put you down, and he and that person is above you. But your reaction is what they want you to do, have a reaction. So you will feel guilty. There's something in them that understand this some, some way. But I'm going to explain it so it's better. Somebody does upset you. Now, that you're, now you're, full and grow, you're grown up, and you have become an appeaser. How many people will fit this distinction between real and what is not real? How many people am I speaking to? Hundreds and thousands of people, all with the same problem. They get upset, and when they get upset, they feel guilt. And the guilt isn't yours, basically. It's, it's purposely imprinted in you. And it will go on. And so, so everybody who upsets you will produce exactly the same thing I'm talking about. So there's nobody any different. Nobody any different. When you get upset, you've been imp- deeply imprinted. You have the nature of the person inside you just beginning. From the very beginning, if you never met that before, maybe you've had it had it done to all the way back to how it came to pass, all the way back to your father or mother. Your father was cruel, your mother was cruel, the mother pushed you. You, you, you understand, you, you're beginning to hate your parents, but you don't realize the parents came from the same world 
and you go back as far as you want to go, all the way back to Paradise Lost if you want to. Grandpa, great-grandpa, great-grand-grand-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpas and grandpa-mothers. It's all the same. It's nothing different anywhere in the world. But you can use this to control. The people who understand how to use this, what I'm saying, have the way of intimidating you into submission. And when I speak about intimate to what I just said, it causes guilt. That's what you, because you did something wrong. You got resentful. How can you help being resentful when your parents or somebody's a big bully and hurts you? Whether it's your mother, it's your father, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, it doesn't make any difference. And, and so whoever it is that does it to you makes you feel guilty towards them because there is a certain guilt when you resent somebody, when you judge them. And so what you do, being a decent person, you say sorry to the bully. But he, the bully is the one that hurts you. You hope that by saying sorry, you can have peace. No, that does not happen. You emboldening the bully. Now, just stop for one minute. Let us assume that what I just said is true. What have I said? That everybody who's listening to me admits to being a Pisa. That's the name of it. How many of you recognize when you get upset by somebody, you give in? And then you keep giving in. First of all, it, it doesn't work. Or it, it seems to work, but he's, he's, he is the, the bully, knows what he does. He's pleased. And therefore, you think you have peace. But that smile is a lie. And before you know it, there's another one coming at you. And you get upset again. And maybe you said, maybe I wasn't nice enough. So you try to be nicer. And all you do is giving him power over you. You can do that to a whole nation. Because what's happened in a country is the very thing I've said. You're beginning to lose who you are. And the best thing you can do the only other thing to get some relief is to find somebody weaker than yourself and do and vent it onto them like the bully vented on onto you and you become that person whether you realize it or not. And when you realize it, in some cases... You don't know what to do. You have a tremendous anxiety. A tremendous anxiety. Because you're not living your own life. You are a slave of the bully. And, and this can, can continue, not to the first person that did it to you, but, it can, but because you don't want to become one of them, and you know that you're becoming one of them, you look for love. 
in all the wrong places. Love, you say, now, if I could find love, maybe I'd be okay. But there is no love in the world because as you grow older and more subject to the bully, everywhere you go, factories, business, marriage, you carry that with you, thinking that appeasement, that someone will love you. And if someone loves you, they're only encouraging you to be that way. And you can be married. And your wife will play that game. In other words, she thinks you're a wonderful person. Here it well goes again. When you get married and you're attracted, you think, now I'm going to be happy. And so now I'm going to get my sex, in the mind of the man at least. And so he gives himself to, to a woman. And there it is again. Women want a man to love the hell out of her, not embrace the hell in her, so that you've gone to the wrong place. You think you're going to go back to your mother. In fact, your mother has done this to you with the failing of your father, and now you're becoming another failing father, and you don't know. At first you think you fall in love, but you fall from love. That's what you're doing. Every time you fall in love, you're falling from what love is all about. I said what I said, and here's another call. Matt from hey. Boston, Massachusetts. Hi. Hello. How you doing? How you doing, Roy? I'm doing wonderful uh, for my age. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, just wanted to tell you, um, I guess my, my wife is leaving me after 20 years. She's just walking out. She's selling everything, wants to sell the house, and she's going back home. And uh, um, I've been, I guess I've been really crushed about it. Um, I've been doing a lot of meditation. You have, children? Me you have children, young children? No, no, we've yeah. never had children. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre. But I've no, I've. Yeah. Did you a keep, lot did of, you keep did you keep from having children for some reason? Enjoying the ch- sex is because that was more um, important than anything. Well, we're we're a little older when we got married. We were like um, uh, forty, uh, forty years old. And how old? Was and, she? Uh, we're 59 and 60. Now, how old was she when you married her? 40. Oh, I see. Well, oh, what does she say the problem is? Well, see, that that's the thing. She she said, um, well, see, I'm not, I'm not sure, but she's mentioned that I've had anger issues on occasion, not like uh, every day every day, but just like once in a while, it would come up every few months, four months, and then she said it would tear her, it tears her a little away. Uh, I'm not not following you. Let me start again. Yes, Uh, sir. Who was was it that's angry? 
It was me, supposedly me. Well, not supposedly I need a, a straight answer. Was it well, you? He, what, what, yeah, did did you want something she couldn't give? Uh, no, no. In fact, I, I think you're right. I got, was getting uh, very lustful, I think, in a lot of different ways. And uh, um, it came to the point where, you know, every time, you know, uh, I, it was like I wanted to. All right. I'm trying to. This doesn't seem to say that you have a sickness or anything like that. Most people call me because they have a sickness. Now your right. your wife is from 20 years is leaving you. Yes. What is her, what is her beef? Well, <laughs> that, I'm, her beef is that she says I've been angry over the 20 years, and it's like she she brings uh, like are you like, are you? Well, yeah, so th- I admit to that, but what happens... But why, why are you angry with her? What is wrong um, with her that you should be angry with her? Um, what do you, what it, doesn't she do? What, the, what do you want? Well, what it is is I get upset at things, little things that, you know, my father used to always get angry at things and he used to be yelling at Oh, so you've, you, you've picked up your... Your anger from your father. Yes, but I also... You've become the extension of your father. Have you become the extension of your father? The extension of my father, but the extension of my mother, too, because uh, what it is with my mother, I used to really fear my mother, not my father, because my father would get angry for like two seconds, and then he's your buddy, you know, the next second. But my mother would stay angry for weeks. I see. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. So could I make a suggestion and see if it fits? Um, Sure. You put put the onus on your mother. It was very cruel. And your father wasn't so bad. And so you have a resentment towards your mother. This sure. is very similar. This is very similar to women who hate their wicked fathers. My wife had a wicked father, and for many years, she, because I'm a man, and her father's a man, all it needs is the shape of the man, just the shape of the man, and she will project the hostility. She couldn't feel to feel towards her father. She she was repressed, and she when she gets married, the tendency is to start to. First of all, the woman tends to love the man, and the man falls in love, but deep down inside, the man's weakness, the fact that he is the shape of a man. It begins to come out. It begins to come to irritate and to irritate him and to irritate him and to make him angry and then give her a reason for not doing something and blaming him, see, for what 
she is now doing. In other words, what she's doing can be overcome by not resenting, but by resenting back. You give her power to hurt you again. And so it goes over and over again, and the more she tries to upset you, the more upset you are, and she only looks at you and never herself. And then she walks away and runs away and leaves you to your misery. Yes. Now, my wife is exactly like that. She had a, prob- a, a life like that. And she unconsciously, literally, for years and years and years, she's just coming out of it, unconsciously loving me one way, thinking I'm the greatest thing on, on earth, but deep down inside, there's little things that she does, and it becomes more difficult to deal with her. And because she's deeply re- letting fly the hostility to her father. In other words, I am the father image that she hates. And it doesn't matter, it's a father. And she, she unconsciously wants to overcome me. And, of course, damned if she does overcome me and damned if she doesn't. But I've, I've never have. But the key to that mm-hmm. is to understand my wife was a little girl demoralized by the disgraceful behavior of her father. And because he's a man, no matter how noble I am, no matter how noble I am and decent, she will still see me as only a man and to to vent on me and make me me do something to stop her. What do you mean? Why are you doing this? Oh, I didn't do it. And all kinds of excuses come out. I didn't hide that thing. She entered into a realm where she made things disappear for me. And all to to disturb me. All hoping that I get angry. And then she's perfectly justified. I have, but I've lived 64 years and I've understood the nature that you're talking about. I don't know if you want to have your wife back. I don't know what, what your relationship well, is. I, I, w- I would. I would. I mean, I'm just kind of uh, standing by, just um, not doing too much, but she's she got so much stuff in the house, she's packing it all up and uh, selling it and ready to put the house on for well, what, sale. What, ki- what, kind of, what kind of man are you to let that happen? Mm, yeah. Hmm. You just you're just letting her get away with everything, well, I, and, and, set, and set you up to that, fail. Exactly. I mean, uh, but what? Do, I mean, how do I? I mean, I don't even know how to put the. I mean, maybe I don't know how to put the foot down, I, or should I put the foot down? I'm not, you know. Well, yes, but the reason why because you want peace. Yeah. And you, but the point is, and you become an appeaser. And now you've become an appeaser because she, this troubled woman is keep on intimidating you and you don't know how to deal with it. Am I correct? That is, I, yes. 
Okay. But the yeah, way you does. deal with it, the way you deal with it, is the way she set you up to do it because you already have it. In other words, you are going to get upset and give in. You're going to get up and sit and give in, correct? Well, I, I haven't actually, since the time she told me she was leaving, I haven't really said too much. I've been quiet, just observing. No, I'm talking about your life. My life? Not just, well, just, well, not just recently stuff, but the whole. Have you, have you put your foot down and said, no, put that fruit down, Eve? And it was, uh, have, you, have you tackled her in such a way that you have the quite vo- the good voice? And in other words, there's two co- kinds of voices. There's two kinds of voices. Well, One is, is obviously cruel. One kind of right. correction is willful. The other kind of voice has a strength in it that comes from God. Meaning, I think I've been you have an authority. You're not, but yeah. you're not the authority of your wife. You become the no. subject of your wife. Um, uh, it seems like she's kind of taken over uh, everything here. And um, yes, because you've allowed it. So what, uh, what you, you allowed it to keep. The, you're trying to keep the peace, and that's not the way to keep the peace. It's to stand your ground and say, "Enough." with a long, strong, but no emotion. If you have the emotion in enough, you hear my voice? There's no anger in it, is it? You need to have a voice that's strong and not wrong. And then, and it needs to be done every day. First of all, you try being strong, nice, with love. Strong, nice. And then she takes right. advantage of it and doesn't take heed of it. And then there comes a time to say, No! Parts is mine. You want to go? Go. I'm going to keep this house while you do it. And give you a share, of course. See? There's got to be authority in you. What's missing in you is authority. What's missing in every man is authority. Looking for love, looking for peace, or looking for revenge. And then there's another story. I hope I'm not too late on this. (laughs) Well, it looks like you are. Yeah, it's been going on for a couple months. May I suggest that you drop your emotion and take hold and they would suddenly appear, excuse me, you cannot have the house. I went to work, and I paid for that house, and I know it's half yours, and that is what it's going to be. And if you are going to walk away, we're going to go to court. We're going to make sure that I get what is mine, and you can get what's yours. But that's it. If that's the way it is, you don't have any children. And that's all I can tell you. You need to put your foot down. It doesn't cost you any more to put your foot down and become a man. Maybe she'll say, well, wow, maybe. 
right. Uh, I was wondering. I had one other question. What if I, what if I put her on one night? Say what? Wonder if I put her on the radio one night and had you talk to her. Oh no, you don't want to do that. Okay. All right. I just wanted it, to make sure. That's your job. That's your job. That's my job. Okay. Now, yeah. Can you, can you, in midstream, can you put your foot down and say? That's Enough. what I'm wondering now. I'm not going to give in to you, and I'm not going to be angry what you've done to me. And make it so. Make sure that you're not angry, but you have a force that's better than anger. Right. And right. There's a force that overcomes a person's anger. If you are angry and you put your will into it, all it does is to make it worse for yourself. Because you'll right. just see that you'll just be angry at your anger and it never stops and you never win. But if you are have a d- authority, there's a magic called authority. And and you the only way you can have it is if you learn, discover how not to be angry, upset. But stand your ground. And because you never stand your ground, you allowed her to do what she wanted and she had contempt for you. That's all. She's not a bad woman. You're just a, a weenie man, meaning you're a weenie. You're, you, you are guilty. You don't know how to speak up to your wife. You're afraid you might lose her. And lose her, you will, every single time. All she wants, all a woman wants, if she's decent. And if she's not decent, well... Let her go. But if she's decent and you speak to her with strength and coming from a good place and she will sense that there's something good in you when you stand up, that's what she's looking for. That's what little children look for, a strong father. And most of all, since you don't have children, I'll make it so everybody else can understand it this way. What the children see when mother is taking advantage and the children see it and you let it go, the children will hate you. They will. Yeah. And so, but if you, have a, if you are a man and you see your wife getting away with something, and the kids can see it, and you don't say, excuse me, Joni, whatever your name is, put that down, and don't let me see you do this again, because you see, the kids are watching. They want to see their father uh, take the mother to task, because they can see the, the mother doing that. They can see it. The little kids are very aware you see, and they can see that the mother's getting away with this. And there's something about that that allows them to do that to their own father. See, right. and they don't like themselves for that. They have problems for that. All that's needed in the house is authority. Authority that does not have any anger. Authority that comes from God and knows how to speak and stand up for himself, and stand up for the children to see how to deal with women, or anybody else. 
Nice talking to you. Oh, good Lord. What's happened to him? Let me see. I'm looking for something here. Or I've lost something on my screen. What a pity. It's just a picture. Uh, 800-866-8883. How many people understand that there are only two choices? And only two choices in life. And every every choice, whether you're the bully or the one that gives in to the bully, is hell on earth because the bully emboldens in trying to be not like them and giving in to go along for peace. No peace ever exists and you suffer from agony for deep inside of you the appeaser hates those who is a those bigger than yourself. I was trying to find the word. In other words, deep inside the appeaser hates the bully, but that was increases because he's pushing it down. She's hiding it, whoever it is, and that creates guilt, and guilt keeps growing and to overcome the guilt you try more harm try more so to get this man this lady or whoever it is but it doesn't work the more you give it angry the more guilty you are the more you go out and if if it doesn't if it doesn't work in your own house if it doesn't work with your wife, it doesn't help. So you're going around looking for love. And it's the same thing. They take advantage of you. And then all of a sudden, everybody's taking advantage of you. How many like that? It's coming from everywhere. And the enemies of America sees how, how much appeasement we have. So they begin to move towards us. All right, program number. Uh, program number is 9041. I'm not sure how good this program is, but I think I've said it enough to say that the country is becoming a place where there's bullies and cowards. Now, the bullies are clever. They understand that if they bully people, they will appease them and own them. You see that. And so... But if you are, were 
Obama, you have the right to do what you need and what you want. And with Obama, his goal was to have as many people on welfare as broken. He wants to, he breeds broken people by paying a woman to have kids without a father, etc., etc. And it makes a person feel important and think that this person is loving. He is not loving. He is like half a woman. He's, he is spoiling you. He is giving you a sense of worthless worth. You people on the left, do you understand you are being manipulated? And Obama, when he was here, that kind of man, will often love you as long as you give yourself to him and give you something back in return. And as a politician, it works very dangerously. It works just the same way. You, you rob people of their identity, and then you love them for it. And it's not love. It causes an appeasement. It, it creates a, a, a sense of appreciation from a one that's destroyed you. But it keeps on... But who has to pay the price? Do you see now America has, over the years, developed, has been developed by the politicians who seem to be nice and they're not. And except for Reagan, he wasn't that, but most of them were. Most of them had compassion for the worst of human nature. And, and it could be said that what they are mothers, they are mothering the country. And, and those who are pseudo-fortunate to be getting money and having a house and having $50,000 a year, and you become one of them. See? And the strange things about it, what they do with that money, is drugs. Because they have not, because they're serving the wrong God. Everybody who serves the wrong God, I give you an example of that. A person who is addicted to drugs, and there's a person addicted to food. You can find anybody who finds an addiction. A psychiatry can't cure it. They don't understand the principles I'm talking about. There's only two things wrong. You are going along. You have a love-hate relationship. You may not realize that love the hatred because it turns into a, into an appeasement and the appeasement is returned meaning they like the appeaser they want people to be 
appeasing to them. And he gives them by stealing the money from people who work and giving the money to people who don't work. And that becomes an addiction. And the only thing they have to do is to glorify the person. Yes, the president who did this to our people. And But I want you all to listen carefully. Do you want to live a life like that? Do you want to have... Are you so crazy that you love the whole idea of having sex with without a real father so that the Obama or whoever it is will give you more money to take care of those kids. It gives you a sense of worth. And it's so, the worth is so worthless that they take drugs and alcohol, they waste that money, and they have, they die from terrible diseases, but that's, but the, but the diseases all paid for. Can you imagine more than half the country doesn't have to work and you have to work to pay, pay for all that? Can you see the effect it has on you when you realize that? You tend to become angry also or you, tr you try to turn your weight, mind away from it while it's growing and growing and and business is difficult, like in with Obamacare, and in in those days, businesses business is getting fewer, and the work is fewer and fewer and fewer, and and your taxes go higher and higher, and giving it to the people who don't ever work. Now, when it comes to a civil war. When it comes to civil war, when he's got a, a, an army of people like that who are loyal to him and love him, what is will happen is a civil war. Because the people who are taking taxes, they can't help it. And it, it's... Look, I've come to the end of the program. I could go on if I want to, but I can't go. Please consider the things I'm saying. Some of them I weren't perfect this evening because I spent my whole day with the people that are making films, and it's been difficult for me today. Right? So, I, But I still wanted to do a program to you and make you clear that there's only... Two things in the world, appeasers and bullies. But now we need to become real men and real and real people. And we need to support oh, Donald Trump. Excuse me, but he understands exactly what I'm saying. And you need to understand. But not so much the, on the right, but the people on the left, you understand. You're a slave and you'll give your blood to get to go as far as it could go. 